During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. Hello and welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for October 8th. I'm your host Janet Garcia and joining me is Blessing at a yo yay Junior. What's going on? I got a lot of questions. One, Kevin, are yes. we live? Because I have my Twitch <laughs> open and it, it's not like doing anything. Can the kids see us? Yeah, as far as I can yes. tell. And okay, yeah, sure okay. okay. Oh, maybe I just need to refresh Twitch then. Twitch is uh, bugging on my end. Uh, but no, then I'm also, not front. I'm like, I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> your your lungs impressed me. I was watching your Twitch stream last night, and I forget the thing you. Did, I forget what the uh, context was, but you did a similar like uh, uh, holler, like the elongated uh, uh, intro for something. And yeah, it was I was the, uh, the hype train. When yes. it's all aboard the hype train. Yeah, you, you got to. I was very impressed. I did not expect your your lungs to be able to do that. And so bravo. And also bravo Thank to your you. earrings. Those are fresh. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate it. Also appreciate your Halloween jacket and the uh, the very topical t-shirt you wore today. Oh, yeah. I got to rock the a, Los Santos. Very excited. Got to celebrate San Andreas. Before we went live, well, a couple of things on the lung capacity. Yeah, I just I feel like it's channeling that soccer energy, you know? But I feel like I don't actually oh, have yeah. like that good of lungs because I'm not like very good at smoking. So I don't think... Mm. I'm like, this doesn't really transfer to anything other than these elongated things. But I'm like, I did it yesterday because I was like looking at the run of show and I'm like, OK, it's, you know, Tim motherfucking Getty is like, that's already really good. I'm like, how can we make it arguably better? And I'm how like, what if we just up? set it forever? And I'm like, and I'm excited because now I feel like I have at least the option to have a new thing. Like I haven't really had any funky angles for anything. And I'm like, OK, this this is going to be my thing. So this is my new thing. I mean, Jaden, you, you say you don't have any funky angles on anything, but like you bring the fashion. That, that is what I'll say. I feel like every Thank every you. show I've been on with you, at least for at least recently, if not forever, you've always brought some kind of fashion statement that I, I, I really have to respect. Like the right right now, the um, skeleton hand earrings uh, and like the in the denim jacket and like the decorations behind you, like, you know how to set up a scene in a way that nobody else in kind of funny really tries to do. You know, oh like, my God, if you get outside these boxes, pure chaos. You I know, mean, that's stuff the way you on the do floor, it. like, you know, the game, it's like blazer up top, like athletic shorts on the bottom. Cause no, you only need, only this needs to be good, right? People, Why are we working harder? People talk about how clean my room is all the time. But if you walk into my living room, it is just a mess. We don't try. <laughs> like, that's my thing is the only reason my room is clean is because you guys have to see my room every single day. If I wasn't on camera, if I wasn't working from home, I would not be making this bed every single day. But it's the fact that I'm on camera that I have to make it happen. I'm sure for you. I feel yeah, like, like once you, you have... once you Once you go an inch out of frame, I'm sure you, your room's a mess as well. At the risk of, like, <laughs> pigeonholing everybody into, like, stereotypes, I feel like you have the classic, like, dude room where... 
like men's rooms are either like kind of messy or they're like super clean because you like oh no ob- do you have like nothing in here you just have like your tv your bed and then that's the end of the room right that's it i mean i have like a drawer over here to the right side of my desk that nobody ever sees and then like i mean yeah like i have like i have are you a minimalist uh, like do you not have because i have like yes, my garb my garbo shrine of garbage stuff <laughs> i i kind of am that's my thing is i like if i wasn't on camera right like my bed wouldn't be made and i might have like a little bit more of a mess on like my my drawer and my desk and stuff but generally generally speaking i am pretty minimalist in terms of my bedroom like i don't i don't need to fill my bedroom up with crap that's what the living room is for and so that's kind of how is your is your living room like a garbage nerd shrine or do you just not buy like a million funko pops in in collector's editions that don't matter and press badges like do you not have any of like that garbage the living room is filled with garbage is it my garbage or is it Michael's garbage? That is a question oh, yeah, like, that nobody knows like, the answer to. I know Michael's bringing <laughs> it, that like trash it, gamer energy. Like I feel it like it garbage? needs to be. It, it, I have some garbage out there and I will say that like 80%, 80% I will, I will attribute to Michael, but that is also because Michael just has more stuff. Like Michael was the one that brought the couch. He brought the TV. He brought the, like, he has the TV stand out there. Michael brought like, Michael but brought you, a home. You, but you do have the other TV. The other TV that I don't really use. Well, whose <laughs> fault was that? Whose fault that, was that? that? You got all excited. That, you were like, I'll take it. Well, Kevin, here's the thing, right? The the thought process behind it. So I'm going to describe our living room to people, right? Sure. Our original idea for it was, oh, me and Michael, we're both gamers. We're both nerds. We both work in media. We're going to have a setup to where we can have basically two living rooms in one, where we have two couches or two seating setups back to back. And on each mm-hmm. wall is our own giant TV. That was the plan. And uh, I didn't have like a big HDTV. And so Kevin Coelho and Greg Miller helped me out. Mainly Kevin Coelho helped me out and was like, hey, let's just grab the TV from the office, like the big TV from the studio and take it to your place since nobody's using that big TV. And so I was like, bet, let's do it. We do that. And shortly after doing that, I was like, there's not enough space for this. We do not have a big enough living room to go back to back like this. And my only option for really making that work would be to mount the giant TV on my wall, which is way, way too much of a step beyond what I'm. You say the word, I'll come in with the gun. We're gonna be, we're gonna be at the studio soon enough to where you guys are gonna ask ask for that TV back, and we're I don't want to go through all. We're probably the just gonna buy another TV, and no one's gonna think about that one. If someone's down to mount it for you, you should take them up on that because I would be too afraid. I've never mounted my TVs to the wall. I've I just mounted like TVs to it's the wall, much. drunk, nailed it, level. <laughs> I also don't know how long I'm gonna be in this apartment. You know, like I, I like I. This has been a great apartment for the last year. Or for the landlord, if you're listening, I know you a friend of the show. Yeah, no, if you're like if you're my landlord listening right now, turn this shit off. Uh, <laughs> but like, you know, next year it's like I don't know what's gonna happen with, with, with I don't know what what future Michael has planned. I don't know what future I have planned. I might want to move to the East Bay. I want I might want to live in SL. Like I don't I don't know what my future holds. Is LA any so room in LA? Just saying. I would love to move move out of it, San Francisco. Cheaper uh, uh, rent, better food. That's enough of that. I would just, I mean, start, keep, just throw it out there. Keep selling me on know. it. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, let's get to the topic at hand, which, uh, again, you're so, like, perfectly dressed up for, because today's stories include the remastered GTA trilogy finally being official, which I'm so excited not to have to talk about those rumors anymore. That's the, that's the number one thing I'm hyped for. Uh, also, rumors. we have California planning to object to Activision's settlement, PlayStation's alleged remake to be announced this Christmas, and more, because this is... Kind of Funny Games Daily, where each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on Twitch.
twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com, or listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily use the epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support kind of funny and to be part of the show head over to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free along with the exclusive daily post show some housekeeping for you. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Pranksy and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by DoorDash, Honey, and American Giant, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin. What is and forever will be the Rubber Report? It's time for some news. We have five stories today. A baker's dozen. Starting with the headliner, the GTA Trilogy remaster is official. This came through an article slash press release that Rockstar put up on their site uh, saying later this month, it's the 20 year anniversary of the release of GTA 3, which blessing. Does that make you feel old? Yes. Yeah, it's wild, right? Like 20 years. And it, it gets more wild when we talk about, I think the the anniversaries of things like ocarina of time and stuff that like i like pokemon like when you tell me the pokemon is tw- i forget the exact number but i'm just gonna throw out 25 25 right 25 yeah. sounds right when you say that i'm like ain't no way there ain't no way like that i, I can't that that is the, the the thing that 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 blows me away but yeah 20 years since gta 3 is fucking wild it's part like oh i'm i'm aging and time is passing and part wow I was really young when I was yeah. playing GTA. I think, I think that's the main thing is I remember it so vividly. I remember uh, playing GTA 3 at my friend Addison's house and like us being so into it and us being way too young to be playing that game, but us playing it regardless because like the, his, his parents, his parents weren't checking the ratings. His parents were, that kid had God of War. That kid had all the games that were doing all the bad things for us as like five or, or uh, I don't, we were not five. We were like probably like seven to eight year olds playing that game. It was ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, like, I remember being like in elementary school playing Pokemon and playing these different games. And the fact that you're telling me that was 20 years ago, I'm like, oh, yeah, mathematically, that makes sense. But just in my mind, it still blows me away. Yeah, this is like a retro game at this point, which is crazy. Um, But so we won't need those memories because I have new memories because to celebrate the release um, or celebrate this anniversary, they're releasing Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition. It rolls right off the tongue. We're never going to struggle to say it. We're going to we're going to get it together and have it forever. Uh, It's going to be for PlayStation 5, PS4, Xbox Series X slash S, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch and the Rockstar Games Launcher on PC. Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition will feature across the board upgrades including graphical improvements and modern gameplay enhancements for all three titles while still remaining the classic look and feel of the originals we're extremely excited to share more about these groundbreaking titles in the coming weeks so stay tuned to prepare for the launch they will be removing existing versions of the classic titles from digital retailers next week so if you really want the original versions you're going to want to make those purchases now if you haven't already and in addition to uh gta the trilogy the definitive edition uh it will also be coming to ios and android in the first half of 2022 and then other celebrations for uh, the anniversary include things like special gear you can get in gta online some additional like event surprises and other just general improvements to the service so blessing it's finally here mm. are you excited what are, what are your expectations and are you what's your feel on the idea of well graphical improvements that's kind of like a known quantity to an extent we don't know how 
big the graphical improvements will be, but the idea of modern gameplay enhancements while also maintaining the feel. Like, what's your read yeah. on? This is it's a very interesting announcement, and it's funny we we let off with this talking about like, oh yeah, it's, it's a the rumor has finally been confirmed. The it the amount of leakage that this thing has had over the past few months has been like no we, we this was happening like this is happening regardless like this the um yesterday we we tackled it because it was the um we got we had gotten the korean uh, ratings for the game but then also we had gotten the achievements leaked and then rockstar's own launcher had leaked it as well and so this was pretty much all but confirmed seeing the actual final confirmation and seeing the confirm like pretty much everything we already knew about it one is good because cool, you guys are acknowledging it, but also it still leaves us with so many questions. You know, like the uh, one of the things that bums me out a little bit about this reveal is the fact that they didn't include gameplay in the trailer because people seem to be split in terms of what their understanding of this thing is going to uh, uh, of what this thing is, right? Like be, saying that it is the it is including graphical improvements and modern gameplay enhancements. What does that mean? Especially when you say that also it's going to maintain the look and feel uh, of the originals. So is it going to be modern or is it going to be, is it going, is it going to play like the PS2 games? I feel like, I, I feel like they're, they're kind of taking that line a bit of like having that back and forth of, no, it's going to be new. It's going to be fresh. It's going to be all these things, but also it's going to be the old games. My, the thing I would say is to temper your expectations for people who are listening and people who are watching right now, Kevin is bringing up the, 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 the game, the trailer that they did put out, which again, like is very much like a, Hey, this is happening, right? It has the music, it has the coming soon screen. It has like some, um, uh, some of the images to show like, the, some silhouettes I, and cityscape yeah the silhouettes that that align with gta 3 gta vice city and gta san andreas which watching this had me a little bit hype i was like okay yeah let's go you know this is it, it was hitting those nostalgia buttons but also for me as somebody who wants to know exactly what this thing is it wasn't hitting on on that level to to go back right Temper your expectations. What this strikes me as is a remaster. I think this is going to be a bit polished up of a of the versions of GTA 3, GTA Vice City, and GTA San Andreas. It reminds me of when they put out the the mobile versions uh, quite a few years ago. I want to say like maybe even a decade ago at this point, maybe not that long, um, where they were like up-resed ports of those games, and they did have like new control schemes and all these things. But like at the heart. They were basically those same games. I'm expecting that. I'm expecting these games to not um, feel like you're playing a modern video game. I'm expecting them to be those old GTA games, but up with better textures. And even when I say better textures, I am not talking about it looking like GTA 5. I'm talking about it looking like a higher res GTA, <laughs> GTA Vice City, right? I think that is what you're going to get. And I think for... A certain portion of the audience that's going to be exciting because for me for somebody like me who loves san andreas i'm totally down to replay san andreas the way it was because you know i love that game at the time and i'm and and going back to it is more so of a i'm going back to it for the experience as opposed to play playing a modern game sort of thing i know for so many people they're going to hear that and go oh what a bummer and i totally get that i, I think that's a very that's a very valid response but you know, for the way they're rolling this thing out, they're saying it's coming out later this year. Uh, if this was a bigger thing, if this was a this is revamped GTA three through through San Andreas, you would get way more hype for it. You would have them uh, 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 ramping up, uh, ramping it up more in terms of marketing. You would have them uh, uh, giving it a huge reveal with the gameplay. I, they would be talking about this in a way bigger way. If this is something that was way more substantial of a remaster, um, I think or st the standard of a remake, right? But this is this strikes me as a this is going to be a remaster with some care put into it, but don't ex expect much beyond that. That's basically my read on it too, just because 
if you're not really revamping, like if you're maintaining the look and the feel, like so the game, right? Like it's just like the if you think of the look and the feel of something, that is the entirety of the game. So basically, it's trying to maintain that same DNA. Um, I think yeah, it'll be something akin to I think what we used to see a lot with these collections. Like you used to get like the HD collections on PS3 from PS2 games. I think the jump will look like that, but maybe with some additional tweaking to the gameplay in terms of like maybe some quality of life stuff, some control stuff, maybe some like, you know, updating the UI to make it make more sense or just like little things that maybe I probably can't even think about from just trying to remember like my time playing those games as a kid. Mm -hmm. But like little things where if you're maybe like you replayed them recently, you'll notice it. But I think if you didn't replay them, you you might not even notice what the changes are because I don't imagine they're going to be like super substantial i, I assume um, it's going to be things like better controls right because ps2 yeah. games uh going back often going back to ps2 games the, the controls can often feel off because o over the years you know things improve control control standards differ and all those things so maybe in this game it is r2 to drive as opposed to pressing x and as opposed to like swear to break and all these things i can see that being updated i can see maybe like camera control and things like that being way way smoothed out and Things like that do strike me as exciting. The thing that, and, and I think the thing to keep in mind as well too is with this announcement, they also mentioned that uh, the existing versions of uh, GTA 3, San Andreas, and Vice City that are already on uh, um, uh, platform stores are going to be taken off those stores, right? Like these are going to replace those versions and those are going to be off like in, a, in about a week. And so one, if you're very invested in the version of G, the classic GTA games that are on the stores currently, go buy them right now if you don't already own them. But also I think that lends more credence to, this is just another like them cleaning those games up and replacing them. This is not something that is substantial. This is a this is a remaster. And I'm I, I'm not too bummed out about the fact that they're getting rid of the of those games. As long as this one hits, as long as this one doesn't have any glaring errors. Because it very much seems like a hey, we're just we're we're just replacing what the standard is for the classic GTA GTA games, which I think makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think too, like one of the reasons I don't expect this to be that grandiose, besides the fact that they, they easily could have, if it was a remake, they could have said, we're remaking them and that, you know, we all kind of know what that means. Um, certainly there are like still some debates on like a remaster versus remake. And, you know, should we like coin a new term of like a reimagining where you're sort of taking it, but doing something fairly different with it, like what we were seeing with Final Fantasy VII specifically. Um, and I think, you know, that's its, kind of its own conversation. But the fact that they're also coming to iOS and Android, and also the fact that they're coming to yeah. Switch. I'm going to be honest, and I love Nintendo. You know, I'm decked out on the Nintendo right now. I got Pokemon dress on. I got my Pokemon mug. I was just like, oh my God, like they didn't say cloud version. Thank God, because getting anything on Switch is like impossible. Um, so I'm like, okay, the fact that it's the Switch and a phone can run it, I don't think it's going to be that mind blowing because of that. I think that kind of at least sets the tone a little bit. Yeah. Um, is there a world where these come out, you play them and you are disappointed? You already said you have the, the tempered expectations. So I think you are going in with the right mentality. But do you think there's a way where you can be like, oh, this doesn't hit the way it used to? Like, how long has there, it been for you in these games? There is one specific way. And that is if the, these games don't have the music. 
that I was is just my, with the radio. Yeah, that's my main thing. Like I, when I when I, we were talking about this yesterday with some of the the leaks, you know, me and Andy were talking about the things we remember about those games. And one of the things I brought up was the radio, and like Radio Los Santos, and all like the the Easy E, the the Ice Cube, the like um, GTA San Andreas did such a good good job of putting me on to like old '90s hip hop that you know, as like what like a nine year old probably playing that game at the time, I wasn't privy to you, but I ended up loving right, and I went back and I started listening to a lot of that stuff and, and grew an appreciation for a lot, lot of 90s hip-hop through those games like that is i think some of the magic of gta that is a bit underrated in terms of hey gta games historically do a great job at introducing audiences to uh certain genres or certain types of music or certain artists that maybe they weren't aware of before and that's the thing i love about them uh i also mentioned k rose right like driving uh, driving across the country having that drive that stretch from los santos to san fierro and driving and having like the water on one side and then the mountains on the other side and having k rose playing it is country music and it is um uh mamas don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys and uh i love rainy night and like all those songs there's something so special about the way that music is tied to the gta experience and if these if these versions of the game don't have all the same so same songs right or at least most of the same songs that were in the original games to me that's gonna be such a bummer um uh, so like i really hope they're able to pull, pull that off for me aside from that like I don't know much of what would really disappoint me about this aside from like if they didn't have any sort of like obvious enhancements right like if the if the games weren't in like 60 fps or if the games didn't have like playing this game on ps5 right i'm hoping this game takes advantage or these games take advantage of the ps5 it'd be awesome to have dual sense integration into like the 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 um og gta games right like stuff like that i, I want to see um and so if they're missing out on that stuff i think that's a bit of a bummer but you know overall my main thing is just keep keeping the music and keeping the same level of like just don't fuck anything up i guess is, is the main thing right like don't take out content don't fuck anything up don't fuck up the music maintain all the things that made those games dope and I think the people that are fans of these things that are coming into this the, this trilogy, uh, wanting to re-experience those games out of nostalgia and out of just loving GTA are going to have a good time. Yeah, um, people in the chat are saying that there's no way they're going to get all of the licenses. And I, I think know, that is probably that is probably a little true, but um, I don't know. Would it be, would it be weird if they like replaced them with like more modern songs? I guess they'll probably still go for like the era oh, yeah. of whatever the tone is for whatever the station is. But yeah, I also um, absolutely adored, like, I feel like that era was the peak of licensed music and games and radio stations and games. So um, definitely looking forward to that. And it'll be fun to like revisit these because I haven't played GTA in a really long time, just in general. And I still have not played five. I'm just gonna wait for the PlayStation 5 version um, to dig into that. So I think it's gonna be like a big year for me with GTA, which is interesting. Like. GTA oh, yeah. fran is franchise of the year next year, even though it's like Janet, super, super old me, and established. Yes. Me and you can talk to Snowbike Mike and we can figure out the Janet, Mike and Bless go through the GTA franchise streams. Oh, my God. I'll, I yes. would love to, to have that experience with you because I love GTA so much. And I think there's so much special about GTA and GTA. I feel like gets the often gets like the flack that Fortnite gets because it's so popular and so many people play it and people want GTA 6 so badly. So now whenever Rockstar does or announces anything that isn't GTA 6, people are like, what the fuck? Just give us GTA 6. Um, and like, I understand that to some extent, but there's something so magical and so dope about the GTA franchise. Like in, in each of the games, right? GTA, at least for me, talk, starting from GTA 3, going all the way up uh, to 5, right? Like 
GTA uh, Vice City 3, San Andreas, I can I can praise all those separately in different ways. I think they all do something that is unique and awesome and cool for those uh, for the franchise. GTA 4 as well is like super dope. And I, I feel like we don't talk uh, uh, as much about GTA 4 uh, on KF, but GTA 4 is dope as fuck. Like driving through through that Liberty, Liberty City with flashing lights playing on the radio. And like, I think my main, my main uh, gripe with that game was the driving felt like you were driving on ice a lot of the time. But like, that was the one that introduced uh, uh, multiplayer in a major way. You know, I know San Andreas and other ones have multiplayer multiplayer modes on PC, but GTA 4 had that on uh, one on console and also like in a way where they added in Team Deathmatch, they added in Capture the Flag, they added in free roam open world modes. And I remember getting so lost in that. And those things were underdeveloped, but like regardless, as someone who loved GTA, I was still like, oh, this is GTA and I get to play with friends online and cause a ruckus and do online races and all, all these things um yeah dude gta G, gta is dope and I, I and i think the announcement of this trilogy is you heard it uh, here first is yeah you heard it here first i know you guys have never heard this from anybody before yeah, hidden but gem. GTA, <laughs> hidden, hidden gem gta is dope uh and yeah like i can't i i honestly can't wait for uh for this trilogy no, but for real, I am excited for it. Um, the last thing I want to say is that for me, like my experience with GTA, like I literally messaged my brother this morning. I'm like, which ones did we play? Because they all blur together. I think we mostly hit up three and Vice. And I played an insane amount of Liberty City stories on the PSP. Like oh, that yeah. is like one of my very core GTA memories. And, you know, they mentioned this post, of course, like saying sort of uh, there are how iconic they are in terms of like oh, what they did for open world games. And I feel like still to this day like gta and then i guess like breath of the wild are sort of for me the pinnacle of open world and like the experiences that i had and like, i think gta was the first time i really felt like i went into a game and i was playing around with what the game had to offer and not mm. just like the core mission structure like i had so much fun like save scumming that game we're like okay i'm gonna have this save i'm gonna boot it up i'm gonna drop all my money on a rocket launcher and i'm gonna just wait and i'm just wait i'm just gonna get the stars up and i'm just gonna run around and that was so fun and i did that so many freaking times so Dude, i'm excited is, to pick this, this up. is this is the this is my fall i feel like in terms of the uh, companies going back and, and and bringing forward the things that i love because i had I, I tweeted out a few weeks ago after the last uh, nintendo direct that i'm never gonna sh you, you guys are gonna hear me talk about the n64 to an obnoxious extent when they uh released the n64 online for nintendo switch and gta is the very same thing for me i can't believe i'm getting both gta trilogy remaster and n64 online uh in the same fall and yeah i'm with you right like in terms of what those open worlds uh did for me and and, and my enjoyment of video games like for me in terms of open world video games i have i have landmark moments that i can list you know, San Andre Andreas, and I guess GTA, that trilogy in general, uh, are for sure like a moment for me and for everyone in terms of, oh shit, like this, I can't believe, I can't believe an open world sandbox game can be this, right? I can't believe it can have this level of freedom. I can't believe I can use cheat codes and summon a tank and just like, you know, wreak havoc and do all these things. I think of, uh, you know, Fallout 3 was another one for me where getting into that game, that then sh that that had that had another, I guess that was another landmark moment for me in terms of, oh shit, an open world can be this. GTA 5 was that for me again. Uh, Breath of the Wild was that for me. I think Far Cry 3 probably was that for me as well. Uh, like there are these, I think, landmark open world. Like Red Dead Redemption, I'm sure, is that for plenty of people as well. Yeah. Uh, there are it would have been landmark... for me, but I'm like, y'all, it's too much. I bump into anybody. Everyone starts shooting. I can't, the stress of getting my clothes dirty, like I couldn't do it with Red Dead. But it was, mm. I think, highly ambitious and still going for that. And I think we continue to, 
to chase down pushing that needle for that genre specifically. And I think it's it's always so fun and ambitious. But all right, uh, let's move on because we can talk about this forever, though. I do want to shout out someone in chat said that I'm too young to have had that experience with Mario 64. I've been playing games since I was five years old. I absolutely had a great experience with 64 that I remember very fondly. We're the the same. We're the same age. Mario 64 was literally my first uh, video game. And I played it was one of my really early games. And I got the collection and I've replayed it like a bunch of times. But like, you know, go off. But I also wouldn't call that an open world game. I think it has elements of freedom that we hadn't seen before and like obviously in a, in a super innovative and like incredibly iconic game but yeah um so yeah that's that i played super mario 64 y'all uh when it came when it was around <laughs> like breaking um anyway let's go over to uh california plans to object to activision settlement uh for some point from axios which reads in a new court filings california's department of fair employment and housing has indicated that it had that it plans to officially object to september's proposed anti-harassment settlement between activision blizzard and the federal equal employment opportunity commission why it matters. Uh, and this is just quick shout out to you again. And I'm always talking about Axios on this show whenever I pull from their stories. I love their structure because it's so bullet pointed and great. And like their why it matters between the lines, like that's all them. I'm just reading from their work. And I love they break down that structure, especially for stuff that's highly technical and involving like, you know, the law and all these different corp- like bodies and entities. So again, shout out to Axios. Uh, why it matters. A scrap settlement could extend the scrutiny Activision faces from myriad of investigations and lawsuits while delaying or nixing a planned $18 million victims fund. While Activision and the EEOC have presented the settlement as a means for justice for some workers, critics have said it also lets Activision begin to turn the page relatively quickly. Between the lines, the DFEH's filing focuses on the technicality of when it can object, urging the court to let it do so before the plan causes irreparable harm. The DFEH's objections hinted in these preliminary filings focus on the EEOC's settlements, lack of mention of its own suit and potential damages victims could receive. It also criticizes the language in the plan that could lead um, people who settle under the EEOC agreement to release Activision from any other claims. Um, blessing, what's your read on this? Obviously, we're we're kind of continuously getting updates on what's going on at Activision and Blizzard, but uh, what's your gut reaction to this pushback on that settlement that was announced, I think, about like a week or two ago? Uh, yeah, like, I, I mean, I this this is an interesting, interesting, interesting one because I'm not like, and neither of us are really like law people. At least I don't know if you're if you're a law person. No, I'm you're not a lawyer a law in the past <laughs> life. I know you're a teacher in the in the past life, and so I'm sure anything's yes. possible. But it was English, uh, so it doesn't transfer for this. Okay, fair, fair. And so looking at this, you know, as somebody from the outside looking in, I'm like, all right, good. Yeah, like keep them accountable, you know, uh, keep their feet to the, to the fire, like make sure that their their Activision Blizzard is not getting off easy uh, uh, for the environment that, that they've created for the for the workers and mistreating the workers and having the higher higher ups abuse that power and, and all of that. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm it, this the being able to follow this um, saga over the past I guess a couple months now, right? Like, cause I feel like a yeah. lot of this started blowing up in about August, you know, I, all the continual updates has kind of, they've, they've been a journey in terms of, yeah, like it just keeps going. Right. Like there's all there, I feel like there's always been something new that pops up weekly in terms of, oh yeah. And this person did this and all oh, this person's leaving and all oh, this. And I, and I appreciate the fact that there's always an update. I appreciate the fact that I feel like this time more so than many times we've seen in the past, there is actual, action being taken you know because i remember plenty of cases where we talk about a higher up being shitty or we talk about a company 
you know, not paying the workers correctly or, or, you know, not giving good working work conditions. And I feel like that stuff comes and goes so quickly. Um, and like we report about it for a week straight or two weeks straight, but then, you know, the news cycle moves on and we, we follow up maybe like a month later and we're like, Oh, nothing happened. Uh, this is one of those rare cases where things are happening and things are happening on a major scale. So for the fact that like, uh, uh, you have California's department of fair employment and housing be like, uh, actually, no, we're, we're, um, we're, we're scrapping this settlement, right? Like we're, or we're objecting to this, to the settlement and we're, mo- we're moving forward with this. I think is at the very least a good step to make sure we're keeping these, these companies and these higher ups accountable for, uh, uh, the stuff that they're responsible for. Yeah. And like my read on this is always like trying to get the sense of like what the workers want and what's best for them, which obviously like I'm very removed from that on a couple of different levels. And I really like these through lines of like reporting, you know, I have like pulled in from from background that I was like looking at this morning of um, when the $18 million like settlement was first like talked about and kind of announced um, how a lot of people were really frustrated with it. And they felt like not only was it not enough, but it was sort of like not really getting at what needs to be changed and addressing the problem so for this to come back in like a very you know powerful legal way um is really cool to see and yeah i just hope that good things uh, there's a there's a good end result but um i don't know i think it's going to definitely be an uphill battle but i like that it doesn't seem to ever be like ramping down at all if anything it ramps up with just more people getting involved and i i've loved seeing um different like studios and and unions sort of speak in support of the workers at Activision Blizzard um, and all of that. So yeah, we'll have to, you know, keep following and see how it develops. But I think it's going to be going on for like a really long time. I I definitely agree with your take on this is one of the like most long running public constantly being reported on constantly having updates um, lawsuit or case that I've seen in maybe ever um and granted i've only been like doing this for a few years but um i think the amount of of push there's been and the amount of conversations too even just casually in the space um or moments like with um you know the diablo remake the developers saying when asked like should people buy this or not buy this like how should consumers feel and them just saying you know you should do what you think is right and i think that's such a progressive statement when it comes to like your game that you're making like i think it's just been so interesting seeing um, fans and developers and everybody sort of react and, and go in support of this in a variety of ways. So, um, yeah, that's basically that. Any uh, final thoughts on this before we move on? No, yeah, I, I, I think you put it well. And yeah, like I think to see um, I, people, folks in chat were like throwing out examples. Like somebody mentioned like Ubisoft has also had the spotlight, but it seems like very little has been done. And I think more and more uh, throughout the years, I think we've been as an industry, get, industry getting better at, trying to i guess trying to be better you know like i i you know you mentioned that like we've we, uh, you've not been like you know reporting on this for 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 like a very long time right and like I, I, I for me you know i've worked at kf for the last two years which feels wild to say uh and like before that right like i was doing okbs for probably th- three to four years before that and then like i, I know for, but for me even before that i've been listening to video games and reading video games news for over um i I guess like I mean over a decade, but I guess as long as I've been on the as long as I I could have read video game news, I've been keeping up. I was with born video in the news. <laughs> I was born in the darkness. Um, and you know I think it. I I think you're right in terms of 
yeah, this is unlike this is unlike uh, anything we've really seen before uh, in terms of it happening on the highest level, right? It being Activision Blizzard, which is one of the biggest video game companies in the world, right? The company that makes the biggest game release year to year to year with Call of Duty, the company that puts out uh, uh, all those Blizzard games, right? World of Warcraft, Overwatch, all those all those super duper popular games that you all love, right? They're the ones who are being uh, held accountable and are being looked at through this microscope and you know, are kind of being the example of, hey, if you, if you, uh, what, what's the, the classic KF saying, saying you talk shit, you get shot, right? Like if you, if you mm-hmm. fuck around, talk shit, mm-hmm. get hit, talk shit, get hit. No, I think it's talk no, shit, talk get, shot, get right? shot. And I think this is, it, Either it, way it's, it's, a, it's an adjacent thing of you mess around, you get messed around, right? Like you fuck around, you get fucked around. Like it, you, you can't be out here on the highest level or on any level for that matter, but, but on the highest level, fucking over your employees and creating an environment that is super toxic for them and mistreating them and, you know, having all forms of abuse, right, from sexual to to, to non-sexual abuse uh, uh, of your employees. And for it, for this company of this size to be the, not the scapegoat, but I guess the example, I think that is going to have big ripple effects in terms of how we start operating as as an industry. And I think it is also evident of, how far we've gotten in terms of how how much less we were willing to put up with this shit. Um, also, people in chat saying it's definitely get hit. Someone said fuck around and find out. That's also when it's used. And then no, someone no, said no. camp is the only one who says get shot. Yeah, we, the the so, yeah. company yeah. saying is talk shit get shot. Exactly. Yeah, that's the one <laughs> I was referring to. Is talk shit get shot. We, I mean, it's just what we've always said. How often is this coming up? Should I be concerned? We have, we, don't we have, we have a whole song about it? Don't we? <laughs> Don't bring that up. Don't bring that up. Don't bring that up right now. Like for a while, we we had a really hard stance on, um, you know, everything we did. Okay. Fair. Fair. Yeah. Let's let's not get into. There's a there's a whole bunch of stuff that yeah we just move past. PlayStation will announce a big remake this Christmas. Musician claims this comes from Video Games Chronicle. Um, Folk singer Ava McMahon. Uh, who now performs as Ava, told Irish radio station WLRFM's Lunchbox show on Thursday that she had recorded an Irish language theme for the game, which has yet to be revealed. Quote, I just recently wrote a song for a PlayStation game with Michael McGlynn, uh, McMahon said. That actually happened a year and a half ago. It was just as the pandemic hit. Michael got in touch and just said, listen, we're writing music for a remake of a PlayStation game. And he does that a lot. He's done a lot of writing for different games uh, that are very well known, but I'm actually not a gamer myself. Later, she continues saying it's actually going to be announced at Christmas, the name of the game. I have heard it now and have had it confirmed that it is a big game, which is great. So it's going to be an Irish language piece in the game, which is brilliant. Uh, VGC then speculates like in that article that the game may be Xenogears, the Square Enix game originally released on the PlayStation in 1998, sort of based on tweets of other composers and just like general deduction. Um, specifically, they were referring to uh, Mitsuda, a composer who worked on uh, Chrono, Xeno, Shadow Hearts franchises, tweeting a photo last week of McGlenn and his daughter preparing to perform music remotely. But of course, like they could also just be generally working because they're probably working all the time. So they're not necessarily related to that. But that was sort of their guess. Um, Blessing. Do you have any read on what this could be? And when and if it gets announced, it's the the, the kind of rumor or what's this uh, musician said was that it'd be announced like during Christmas. I don't know if that's like the Christmas season, like the 25th, like the Christmas season. That like sounds, that cool. sounds like game. Awards. In terms of when the announcement will, will hit, that sounds like game awards. It sounds like playstation is going to announce a remake of a game at game awards based on 
this story and uh, um, based, based on everything presented, I would, I'm going to, I guess I'm going to use this phrase a lot, temper your expectations, right? I don't think this is good. I'm sure people, when they hear PlayStation remake, their your mind can go anywhere, right? Yeah, everyone's like, Metal be, Gear? I'm like, an Metal Irish Gear. song? I'm like, a, I'd... Yeah, like well, people are, I don't, know. I don't, I don't think don't so. Don't expect a Blue Point remake I guess in general, because they said they're working on original game, but don't don't expect yeah. that kind of thing. I'm I'm expecting something of the scope of um oh, fuck, what was the one that they released like I think it was last year, the OG PS1 game that was the platformer. Um uh it's like undead vibes. You know the one I'm talking about, Janet. You know the one. Medieval, medieval. I'm thinking of like oh, a yeah. ra- a random pool like that for them. The article mentioned Xenogears. I was right which, there. I was right there with you with medieval. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I know the game. I just can't. I can't. I can't think of the name. Uh, I, I with with, the, with this composer situation, you know, and like the the connecting the dots that VGC does somebody, here in terms somebody of somebody in the in the chat said Legend of Dragoon. Also, was there an Irish so song much, in Metal yeah. Gear? Someone said there was, but like, is that true? Like, I don't remember. I like actually actually didn't even there's really like play the first Metal Gear. I it, went straight to ha- two. I don't know that there's an Irish song. Like right? in the later ones, right. there's there's the I like, mean. The, Italian there's so song, much right? there, there's so much music in MGS metal gear 1. that if you, if you told me that hey there's an irish song in one of the metal gears i'd be like okay yeah that makes sense probably uh, i will say notorious playing... pig says check out then they write the name it's i'm guessing like i can't i can't really pronounce it uh the best is yet to come an irish song in mgs1 i don't again i don't know if any of y'all can can tab that out or or look into it but um yeah maybe then I guess, I guess if that's true then i could because the thing the thing that throws me through really your expectations like, yeah okay but here's the thing it's like a big game it's a very well-known big game and not that you know i guess that also does apply to like xenogears to a degree but i feel like yeah that's that's my comment ain't no shade of xenogears but i'm just saying like if it's like a heavy hitter i feel like that would make more sense but i don't i don't know i don't i don't i'm not listening to the metal gear soundtrack every day now, to be clear, right, the person that is saying this is a big game, it is the the folk singer, right? The, yeah, Eva, the musician. The musician. Yeah. I feel like when you, when like hearing hearing from a musician, right, that that is a big game. That can mean any game. I don't take that as gospel. But okay, here's it's the not, thing. Go for it. Her wording, her and it could still be like you know. Well, again, wrong is so like. I'm a, just saying like, this is not Jim Ryan subjective. saying this is a big game. This is a musician right. who worked on a project, and for that her, that is true. But she said that she had project. it confirmed because she she admitted like I don't really be knowing games like that you know but like someone else was like oh no this is a big deal like like people that do know games she's saying people that do know games told like told her it was a big deal and I don't I don't I think that's, it was in a more casual so I don't think it was like the thing. people that made the game being like oh this is a big deal that's my thing that is that that is too much tele- telephone for me where like who told you who told you yeah, it's a big game like, who told you this what is a big game to that person because if somebody came Hideo to me Kojima told her it's a big if, game if she came to me and was like yeah i did the soundtrack to dark cloud the remake i'd be like that is a big deal that is a big game I, that's what i would say because i love dark cloud the, the whole you're world, always what is with the dark cloud agenda you bring up dark cloud like every because there's because there's no reason you that often you always bring up dark cloud there's no reason for dark cloud not to be here again there's no you reason not to funny? bring it okay. back it's the perfect idea really quick dark cloud's so, hilarious light, animal crossing for- uh, okay, so Dark Dark Cloud is such a funny relationship I have, and I feel like people are going to be, like, really stressed and pressed over this, but, like, it is what it is. I don't know. It's Friday. Calm down. Um, but I had that game when I was a kid, mm-hmm. but I got it, like, super randomly, and I literally, like, couldn't, like, 
there's like an opening area, like a literal, like the beginning of the game, and I couldn't like figure out what to do. I don't know if it was a bug. Looking back, I guess it could have been a bug, but I couldn't get out of it. So I'm like, I guess I'm never playing this game again. I spent all of like five minutes with that game, and I would have played it because I was a kid. So I was like, you know, we it, this was one of like eight games we had. So it's not like I was like bouncing off of games the way I do now, where I'm like, there's so much going on, and I'm playing like dozens and dozens all the time. Um, but yeah, but I remember, ha- but like I always think of me not being able to get out of that first See, area. That, that reminds me. That reminds me of the first five months that I had Jet Force Gemini and I couldn't figure out how to get into the first level because the game had a, there was like a point in the game where you had to aim uh, and to shoot like all the different uh, sentinels that were flying. And I, as a kid, I couldn't figure out that you had to press uh, the R button on the FCD4 in order to activate that because the game didn't tell you that. You kind of just had to figure that out. So for the longest time, I had Jet Force Gemini and I was stuck in that room. And I just like, I, I for me, it was a bad game. I was like, oh, I can't get past this thing. Until one day... <laughs> A cousin came over and and beat that first area and then allowed me to experience the rest of the game and to, to this day it's one of my favorite games you just needed a cousin to come over and be like this yeah is how you get out of the first area can you ask your cousin to beat the first like 10 minutes of dark cloud for me and then i can just pick it up and keep on walking we can make this we can make this happen that game is on ps4 via ps2 to ps4 and so we can we can boot it up you can do remote play um or um not remote play but where you have somebody else uh, uh play your game for you yeah i i would love if it like was actually incredibly easy and i just had i mean i was a child so i don't know how but i had an older brother and i feel like we neither of us could get out i don't know maybe it was a bug uh before we go to our ad break i do want to acknowledge that someone in chat said is janet small or is the cup huge uh, a little bit of column a a little bit of column b the mug is quite large it's a pokeball mug that i got from gamestop um but like me and gamestop beefing right now because they they said my copy of metro dread gonna get here like in s- five days oh like, wow ha- bro like i gave you that you, i gave you like 80 to 100 dollars like three months ago oh okay, I, was gonna, I was gonna ask when did you pre-order oh a long time ago and i was like when mm. i um <laughs> zach says can't get from janice tiny yes i'm five feet tall people don't know this because i'm just a square and y'all center it so that like my it's like it's like they're showing the height where it's like we're gonna make greg's box all the way at the top and janet's like all the way at the bottom to to show that differentiation but yeah uh super small and super annoyed at that delay uh but let's get a word from our sponsors this episode of the podcast is brought to you by doordash picture this it's been a long week you're glued to your couch you're in your pajamas in fact you haven't seen your real clothes in weeks and then it happens your stomach rumbles but don't get off your couch Why don't you treat yourself tonight with something from DoorDash? DoorDash brings you what you want to eat right now, right to your door. But you also get groceries and other essentials delivered with DoorDash. Get drinks, snacks, and other household items in under an hour. With over 300,000 partners, you can support your neighborhood's go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Popeye's, Chipotle, and Cheesecake Factory. Snowbike Mike loves DoorDash. He loves nothing more than getting his iced chai lattes delivered to him every morning so he can be fresh and ready to go for the day's work. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code GAMES2021. That's 25% off, up to $10 value, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code GAMES2021. Don't forget, that's code GAMES2021 for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. We are also brought to you by Honey. I'm about to blow your mind. Did you know there's a wrong way to shop online? I got news for you, buddy. If you're not shopping with Honey, you've been doing it wrong. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best ones it finds to your cart. Honey supports over 
30,000 stores online and is super, super easy to use. Say you're shopping on one of your favorite sites and you go to checkout. The Honey button will drop down and all you gotta do is click apply coupons and wait as Honey works its magic looking for codes it can use for that site. If it finds a working coupon, you'll watch the price drop. Kevin and Tim use Honey all the time, especially now as we're ramping up the new studio. They're never not shopping online without Honey because they like saving money and I like when they save me money. It's great. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. We never recommend something we don't use here personally. So get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash games. That's joinhoney.com slash games. We're also brought to you by American Giant. American Giant does a lot more than make the greatest hoodie ever made, which is already kind of a big deal. That's why they produce everything in America with the added bonus of getting to obsess over every single detail of their clothing at every step. American Giant began with the belief that local makes better, every detail matters, and the clothes you wear every day should be beautiful and durable. The folks over at American Giant call themselves that because they know the power of supporting local manufacturers, communities, and workers. Tim is a hoodie fanatic, and he swears by these American Giant hoodies. He loves this company, and you will too. But hey, guess what? They didn't stop at the greatest hoodie ever made. They expanded well beyond it, continuing to revolutionize your everyday wardrobe and leaving things better than they were before. Explore American Giant's collection of durable essentials at American-Giant.com. And you get 20% off when you use the code KFGD at checkout. That's 20% off at American-Giant.com, promo code KFGD. All right, and now for uh, more PlayStation-related stuff, we have Jade Raymond's Haven Studio and what to expect from their upcoming new PlayStation exclusive. This comes from GameIndustry.biz, which is uh, they had asked Jade Raymond what she was looking for from the future of games, and she said like what she was looking forward to in the future of games. And she had this to uh, in response. There are three things that are really exciting to me which are also pillars for the way we're thinking about things, she concludes. First is games as a social platform. The pandemic has proven that gameplay is the social glue that binds communities, especially for the younger generation. This is what you do and how you make friends and hang out. That is something that we really want to build and design for. The second thing is thinking about the remix generation. It started a little while ago. There is this age of self-expression where we're designing our Nike ID shoes. We're reading our friends' blogs rather than our uh, professional journalists, what they're writing. And I think that has continued to go further with things like TikTok. That's another thing that we're thinking about at the heart of this IP. It is beyond user-generated content. It is about taking that self-expression and remixing concepts to the next level. Blessing. Other than the fact that she said there's three things and only named two things, what's your read on this? Uh, this sounds like... <laughs> <laughs> this, this sounds like... <laughs> this sounds like when PlayStation came to Jade Raymond, they were like, hey, do whatever you want. Like, we're just going to fun. We trust you, Jade Raymond. Just go off. Make your own thing. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for her. I'm happy for her in that studio that they're, it seems like they're able to express themselves and like make whatever they want to make. Because this sounds very abstract. This sounds very... I will very... say earlier, and it's like a really long article, which like, please go read it uh, if you're interested. Let me get the actual proper title so people know to Google for if they don't feel like clicking links. Uh, it's Assassin's Creed, Stadia, and Kindness, Introducing Jade Raymond's Haven Studio. It's a really long piece. And in it, you know, to your point of like, it feels like they she's kind of got like creative freedom to do whatever. Um, there is like a specific pitch that was given. Like she mentions that like, 
Um, here's a, a quote that I'll pull from the article. Uh, it started to become obvious we weren't going to be able to continue. This is in, in relation to Google Stadia and like the, the gaming in Google Stadia. Luckily, Google was very supportive of me looking at a spin out and I had their OK to put together a high level pitch. And I took that to a couple of funders. And I just feel very lucky that our first pick of people to work with, which was Sony PlayStation, wanted to jump in and supported us. Mm. Now, I don't know, maybe that was maybe that pitch wasn't as like. A specific IP, maybe it was more conceptual mm-hmm. to your point, but I do think it's possible that it it whatever she's describing here, at least elements of it, were part of that. I don't I don't think it necessarily was just like, oh, you're Jade Raymond, cool. It was like a little bit more constructed than that, at least in that initial pitch and approach. Yeah, I'm very curious about it because I think there's something cool in that idea. I think we've seen a bit of that flow through uh, things like Fortnite and things and and plenty of plenty of Dreams. different you know uh, dreams is one but like you know in terms of i guess things that have had <laughs> big wide success that is like the, the i'm gonna throw a little not shade to dreams but like you know in terms of things that have actually done that and and done a phenomenal job of that i think fortnite in terms of what it what it is as a space for people to come together and hang out and be being being as much of a social experience as it is an actual video game and, and then also it having a creative mode where people can come through and they feature different things right that like uh uh mods have always been a thing for for video games and i think kind of flow into the same idea of self-expression and being able to um uh iterate uh, upon a lot of things like uh, uh I guess this last weekend, uh, I was in Houston hanging out with uh, uh, family, right? Mainly my my nephews, and they showed me uh, a a game that was made by like four people on Newgrounds. And Kevin, just a heads up, your mic is is on in case there are conversations happening that you don't. Yeah, my bad, my bad. Good catch. Thanks, guys. But uh, yeah, like my nephews were showing me this game, right? That like people would make mods after. Uh, and it was this thing I'd never heard of. It's called Friday Night Funking, which is like a um, a rhythm game that is kind of like DDR, but you people play with their keyboard or whatever. And my little little nephews love watching their favorite YouTuber play it. And the things that they were talking to me about were like all the mods that people make for it. And I was like, "You're six. You're seven years old. Like, how do you know about mods? Like, why why do you know this much about like mods and all, all these different things?" And I think that is just more uh, indicative of people are very much warming up to the idea of like a lot of user creation and a lot of people taking official assets or taking official things and then making their own thing with them. And I think that is becoming more and more quality and exciting in a way that, yeah, like something like dreams is really cool. You know, I love dreams. Dreams is the most popular thing in the world and I wish it was, but it's not. Uh, But I think the nugget of of idea in uh, in dreams and a lot of the execution is so spot on. And it's so, it is always awesome to go in there and experience something new and experience something that blows my mind because I can't believe that it was user created um a lot of what jade raymond is talking about here in her interview i think speaks to that but then also speaks to the tiktok side of things and she uh, specifically references uh tiktok in one of her quotes here and i think i think taking that and trying to figure out how to apply it in video game form sounds like something where in in first attempt and in second attempt is going to be really bumpy but i think i do think the kernel of the idea there can show promise and can lead to something really cool and so i'm excited for that yeah, for this, I'm just excited to hear, and this is like no shade to anyone that has these comments, because I love story games, um, and I love narrative in games, but so often when people are asked this kind of question, they like give a sort of, I guess, more generalized answer of like, oh, how storytelling can involve in the medium, or what the technology allows us to do in terms of like, you know, some element of performance. So I like that this is kind of like a, a like a weird, like, 
very socially driven, very like modern feeling answer um, to this question. And it makes me very curious about like what the genre of this thing is exactly going to be and whether this will be like a, a mode or like a main element of the game. Uh, before we move on, I do want to know, Blessing, did you ever design those Nike ID shoes yourself? Or did no. you ever do any shoe customization? No, I'm not like a huge shoe person. Um, really? I'm just yeah, no, like I'll see if I see fresh shoes at a, at a store, I'll, I'll I'll buy fresh shoes, but I'm never like I'm not the guy who's, you, who's gonna wait in line for for the new. Have Nikes. you like designed like the Xbox Design Lab controllers? Like, have you ever done any custom like items like that? I've always wanted to, but I'm not like I, throughout the whole Xbox One generation. I think I was always waiting for uh, the hope that PlayStation would do their own design labs, and they never did, and I don't think they yeah. they will anytime soon. Um, but like I have. I have so many Xbox controllers now that are just like random. Like I have like the three Space Jam Xbox controllers. I have my Outriders Xbox controller. I have my I have like two regular Xbox Series X controllers. I don't I I'd feel bad doing a Design Labs one because I'm already like I'm drowning in, in controllers right now. So That's I don't the thing too. Anymore. I'm like, what is what is this for? I guess just I have like one special one, but I don't know. Um, but I do think that's that stuff's interesting. And it's I one thing that's kind of fascinating about her comments to me is how much she's pulling in on like the wider scope of like where we're moving as like a culture more so than like, again, what technology has allowed for in games. Uh, I think it's a, like a very interesting and conceptual answer. Uh, to close up the show, let's jump to Eurogamer, uh, which writes, Nintendo says it has improved Joy-Con analog sticks, but where is unavoidable? In a developer interview, and this was like posted on like Nintendo's site, like alongside the, the launch of the OLED, uh, Nintendo has addressed the issue again and said it has made improvements, but that some wear and tear is unavoidable. Joy-Con controllers have, it, have lots of different features, so we've been continuing to make improvements that may not always be visible said Toru uh, Yamashita, Deputy General Manager of Nintendo's Technology Development Department. Among others, the analog stick parts have continuously been improved since launch, and we are still working on improvements. And then sort of in that next section, he mentions how um, it didn't meet like Nintendo's testing standard the same way that the Wii U's gamepad did. Uh, and then back to the article directly, uh, it reads, but Nintendo's coach Shioda, general manager of the company's technology development division, said that somewhere was unavoidable and like movement seen in Joy-Con controllers to the kind that wears down car tires. Car tires wear out as the car moves as they are in constant friction with the ground to rotate. So with that same premise, bullshit. We, we asked ourselves, and they're just as expensive, not literally just as expensive, car tires are really expensive. Anyway, we asked ourselves, how can we improve durability? And not only that, but how can we uh, operate how can how can both operability and durability coexist? It's something we're continuously tackling. The degree of wear depends on factors like combination of materials and forms. So we continue to make improvements by researching which combinations are less likely to wear. Uh, my question is, um, how is this still acceptable? And also, how many Joy-Con have you gone through? And I have so many feelings about this, but react. It, this feels this borderline fills me with rage. <laughs> It's it's Sorry. really really rude if I'm being honest. Like it's honestly so rude. This is like gaslighting. Yeah, like, I don't use like, that word often. It's one of those. It, I'm like you didn't need to post this interview. Uh huh. You you well, could have said nothing. Like I don't know. I guess but, they wanted to get ahead of the question because people are going to be writing that article all over the place of like OLED OLED Joy-Con Joy-Con drift OLED. Like I guess yeah. I can see why they posted it. But anyway, I interrupted. But, Go on. It's just one of those things where it's like uh, you can't compare it to like tires because there's tire shops everywhere. Like, I, like, let me fix, like, I don't know, figure out a solution <laughs> where we can go and pay a certain amount of money to get just that little component switched out instead of having to buy new controllers. I have two controllers, the controllers that came 
with the Switch, and then some con- Switch controllers that I just stole from another uh, Switch that was at the studio. They both have drift. Sucks. Yep. My yep. the controllers that I had um, uh, with my Switch that I got at launch, those uh, got drift. I want to say about when uh, when Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu came out, and so I forget if that's that was a year after. Maybe that was about two years after um that got drift and then the the new ones that i'm rocking right now the they don't have drift yet and i use yet because i know they will because it seems like every joy con gets drift at some point but i do have a thing where one of them just refuses to stay connected all the time and so my my uh i believe it's the left one the left one will just disconnect at just random points while playing uh games uh and so like I, when I read this and I see them compare it, uh, similar, similar to Kevin, when I see them compare it to tires or whatever, I think the main difference for me is like, I, I, the, the, the drift stuff was like year one that people were like reporting that, right? Like this is, this, this isn't an objective, hey, after a few years of using your Joy-Con and fucking around with the analog stick, eventually you're going to get the wear and tear that fucks it up. It's like, no, drift can happen day five. <laughs> It's not a wear and tear thing. It is a there is a there is a functional flaw in your Joy-Con controllers that you need to fix. That I am shocked that it seems like they've Wait. not gotten rid of. It's also like, hey, you know what? Other manufacturers don't seem to have this issue with with uh, a very similar component. And it's like, I, look, the Vita had a, um, you know, an analog stick that like didn't mm-hmm. break. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And ridiculous. I will say, like my my uh, OG Dual Sense did get drift uh after about like five months of using it and that's a mm. bummer but that is like a gen one like uh, it's not it's, it's we're not four years past the launch of the ps5 yet well that is i would say that that can be taken care of the fact in, in year one i can excuse it for the switch the fact that we're in year whatever we're in now year four of the switch and it is still an issue and they are releasing new big revisions of the switch like the oled switch and it is still an issue it's like that is unacceptable how are I we i think here? the difference too with like and a few people in chat mentioned getting dual sense drift and then a few people were like i've never had joy Contra and i don't even believe you to be honest or you're just not playing it that much i don't know what's going on but everyone i don't i don't personally know and i know a lot of switch owners anyone who hasn't had drift like at all like and i think the thing with the dual sense um issues because that was also reported on when it first came out um but i think it's the the difference is how widespread it is because for me as someone that also has owned the playstation 5 for as long as you have i haven't had any drift on in either of my controllers um you know i had it pre-launch uh, my boyfriend got his ps5 uh at launch he also has two controllers neither of them have drift meanwhile we have we each have switches that we got like when they came out and we've gone through several sets i would say of Joy-Con. And it's at the point where as well, having the like, um, I have the special edition Animal Crossing one and those ones have lasted quite a while. Um, so that's cool and that's lucky, but it, it's going to suck when those give out because the point is that they're special edition ones and it's not like I can even, I don't even know if you can buy those separately. Um, so I don't know. And then I know, I know some people too, when they got the Animal Crossing one, special edition one, they're like, I'm not going to use these because if I use them, they're going to break. Like, I think that's, that's like a weird place to be at for like an $80 controller. And I think, again, like if you, it kind of feels like, and I guess I ended up in an awkward spot because they did like test it and it seemed fine, but it kind of feels like you, you can't have this, this doesn't work, right? Like, oh, this is the only, this comes with like doing this technology. And I'm like, well, then maybe you shouldn't have done this technology. Like, I don't know, like you gotta figure it out. Like I'm out here dropping $80 every few months 
on new Joy-Con. Like, there's a reason I don't have a car, okay? I don't want the hidden surprise expenses. That's why I don't have a car. When you have a car, you go into that knowing that about this. When I buy hardware, I don't go in knowing that I'm going to need to replace stuff. I mean, sure, maybe I'll, like, budget for, like, extra, you know, controllers or something like that. But it being such a known quantity, it's, like, part of owning a Switch is replacing them. And I also think, like, yeah, it's just, it's unfortunate that you kind of have to continuously be buying hardware one or where the other, either your Joy-Con are breaking or you're like me and you picked up like, you know, a newer model because the newer models are always a little bit better. But then they, when they do an official update, it's always like there's some weird asterisk attached to it. Even the OLED, which has gotten a lot of praise by the end of the day, it's like, yeah, if you play Doc, though, it doesn't matter. Or yeah. like, oh, this think- is a light, but also it doesn't do this thing. And it's like, where is give me something that's good and that works. And that I fixes the, my problems. I think the thing that, like, I, I guess obsessed me the most about reading through the statement is, like, it's not, it's, they're not, they're, they're not lying, per se, in this article. Talking about wear and tear and talking about components breaking down and, like, we're going to continue to figure out, like, what makes these components break down and all those things. It is the fact that I feel like they are deflecting from the actual issue, which is, of course, everything has wear and tear. Of course, car tires mm-hmm. have wear and tear. And, of course, like, you know, I, there are plenty of controllers that I've had that aren't Nintendo controllers. Well, maybe not, not, not even plenty, but there are controllers that I've had, and I know plenty of people out there have had plenty of controllers that have had a, uh, have ended up having drift that aren't Nintendo Joy-Con controllers. But I think it is undeniable that the rate in which Joy-Cons get drift is just way above any other controller at least for at least from my anecdotal experiencing it and watching other people the joy cons are the biggest issue uh, as controllers getting getting drift one question that that i haven't heard talked about too much have you guys ever heard of the uh the light having drift i have not personally i've not heard i don't know if there's been any it's a little interesting huh The, the one that like you can't buy you know new controllers yeah, for ah, i see which yeah okay. you know what i, I mean think, like that's something that's, that's fucking that's interesting we're, get, we're getting the conspiracy theory cap on a little bit but i do get what you're saying all i'm saying i do get what you're saying what happened to that big ass lawsuit with with all the the right wasn't there a big nintendo lawsuit of the for there the was i don't Hopefully know if that's that, um, happening if that's been updated nanobiologist in the says the light also gets drift i would say nanobiologist and let me know if you know you if y'all have articles obviously you know the show's kind of wrapping up, but if y'all have articles to send our way, um, go ahead. Because I just, I think there's a difference between this thing can break and sometimes does, and this is a widespread issue. And for me, like, that does come down to how much has it been, report- if it's a widespread issue, it usually does get reported on. Yeah, not that I that's think- like, that. not that an article needs to confirm your experience with hardware, because I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, versus when we talk about Joy-Con drift being a widespread issue, there's a difference between something can happen, and this is basically inevitable of a I- problem. I, I wish there was a world because this is impossible information to get, but I wish there was a world where we, where we could know out of all of the produced joy cons, what percentage of them have gotten drift? Because I think us seeing that number would probably shock us because this seems like eventually it's going to happen. And like, when I say eventually, of course, eventually anything's going to break. But when I say eventually, it's like year one, this could happen year two. This can happen at any point you're at risk for joy con drift. Like it can happen whenever. And there have been enough cases I've, I've seen of people having to get, new joy cons or experiencing joy con drift where i feel like, like i wouldn't be surprised if the number was like 40 percent or some shit like we that. have so much looming threats in the world the last place i wanted is from my like nintendo hardware um before we wrap up i do want to shout uh, snug slacks in the chat says i am literally in a warehouse full of tighter tires and not a joy con is to be found there um and i think that speaks to the problem <laughs> um but joy con drift being fixed is so far away that it probably will never happen if i want to know what is coming to mom and grab shops today where would i look 
You would look uh, toward the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Out today, and then Blessing, can you pull up the you're wrong while I'm reading these off? Yes. Uh, Rain City on Xbox One, a Night Riviere on PC, a Metro Dread it, on Switch, um, except for me, where it's still in transit for some reason, even though it's already in California. Tetris Effect Connected on Switch, Lord of the Click 2, uh, Xbox One, Enigmatis 3, The Shadow of Carhalla on Switch, Bouncy Bullets 2 on Switch, AAA Clock on Switch, Medieval Tower Defense on Switch, to room on Switch, The Adventures of Spunk, Dodgers, and Splat on Switch, and Peace Death 2 on PC. Some quick new dates for y'all. Uh, Apex Legends dropping between October 12th and running through November 2nd. It is uh, the Monsters Within event where you fight to conquer the Encore Arena's map. And a special event limited cosmetic sets uh, highlight the scariest side of some of our most fearsome legends. And then they go off and list some of them that means more to blessing than it does to me um and uh real quick blessing any you're wrong uh i mean mainly we got like nano came through with all the links talking about the, the he gave you the list of the class action lawsuits against uh, nintendo about the joy con drift and then also mm, um, moves fast yeah there is it seems like there is drift or at least there has been articles written about drift in the in the switch light as well uh and so that that does exist and then uh nano also writes in and says uh, talk shit get shot is literally a song from body count it's not a saying that kind of funny invented and nano when when at what point did i say that kind of funny invented yeah we never shit, said we shot? invented it we said we had it in i our mentioned hearts. that chat said that y'all are the only ones that say it so i think that's we're the only yeah around. we're the only ones that say it. i mean and we don't and we don't say it anymore to be clear we don't we, we don't, don't say as condone much viol- we don't condone violence here right only right. Um, only i condone it all right you talk shit you get shot everybody. yeah get what do we, <laughs> yeah what do we have next year on twitch uh after this i believe is a group stream right kevin Nah, it's far just cry. far cry i think gotcha gotcha so yeah maybe, I, I, maybe, I, maybe. I assume that's mike and nick playing some yeah, far cry having some fun. Hell yeah. And then, uh, sorry I didn't update this earlier. I, I didn't realize that since it's Friday. Do we happen to know anything about like hosts for next week? Or anything? I can tell uh, you all about hosts from next week. Uh, hosts from next week are, on Monday, it's me and Tim. Tuesday, it's Tim and Laura Kate Dale, a special guest. Wednesday, hey. it's me and Andy. Thursday, it's a Tim Tam Thursday. On Friday, it's me and Janet. We're back at it like a bad habit. Nice. This has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, where each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those who are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.